Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants. One, two, one, two, microphone check. Is this thing on? Welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast, episode 126, More Than a Game. I serve as your humble and oh so gracious host, Bryce Isaiah. I want to take the time to thank everyone that has tuned in this week. Welcome to our first time listeners. Welcome back, the Purple Pants Posse. What it do? Let's get some housework out the way. If you have not already, please take a moment and subscribe to the Purple Pants Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcasts from. The Purple Pants Podcast is there. Hit the subscribe button, write a review, and tell a friend. Give your baby boy some five stars. Also, if you are listening, the video to this podcast is up on YouTube. So go over there and take some time and type in Bryce Isaiah. Hit that subscribe button on the YouTube video. Watch it and give us a thumbs up. I know I say it all the time, but I am overjoyed about this Survivor News episode of the Purple Pants podcast. We are breaking down episode 11 of Survivor 41. And I am honored to have the privilege to have a platform to talk about this episode. Many of you may know, some of you may not know, but about a year ago, a lot of the black survivors and myself started a diversity campaign to CBS stating that we need more diversity in Survivor. And if anyone has watched last week's episode, it is exactly what we were talking about. These are the type of episodes that we as people of color would like to see. And I just want to take some time to just give a huge shout out to Jamal Shipman, Julia Carter, Jatia Hart-Taylor, Sabrina Thompson-Mitchell, Ramona, Wendell Holland, Sharia Lloyd, Michaela Bradley, Sean Rector, Vesepia, myself, Russell Swan, and a host of other black survivors that truly came together last year and wanted change. 
although our approach might be different, but we all wanted the end goal. And we really wanted CBS to see us as black people and to know that we just can't be described in a one way edit you know we are multifaceted people and survivor committed to us and to the world and said that you we hear you we respect your opinion and we want to do better and this episode tonight although it was a lot it delivered. And I am really honored to talk about it this week with Jack Atkins from season two of The Circle and one of my best friends in the world, Wendell Holland, winner, Survivor Ghost Island and participant and Survivor season 40, winners at war. And, you know, we really break down this episode and I think that it's an important episode for you guys to listen. So I'm really excited. So I ain't going to do too much more talking about the episode. Let's get into it. However, before we get into the episode, I just want to remind you that December 15th, Wendell and I are hosting Bryson Wynn Presents the finale. We are headed over to Hoboken, New Jersey, and we've got some A-lister survivor, people from Big Brother, The Circle, Amazing Race. Come in and watch it with us. And if you would like to come and join the party, you can click the link in my Instagram or Twitter bio and you can do the same at Wendell Holland and get your ticket and see us there. But listen, it's time to get into the menu. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I got greens, beans, potatoes, tomatoes, potatoes. Listen, it's Survivor News. It's a menu. It's a menu. Me and potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. It's a menu. It's a menu. Me and potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. And we. And we are back this week with the Survivor News brought to you by the Purple Pants Podcast. We got the three amigos here, the baby boys. We got Jack Atkins from the Circle from Netflix. Hello. (laughs) How are you guys? (laughs) We are great. We've got Wendell Holland, winner of Ghost Island. What's up, guys? And hold up. Wendell made an appearance in the uh, episode. Y'all know I was tweeting. <laughs> Let me find out. I said, oh, okay. Show Wendell some love, which is uh, very appropriate for this episode. I think really good to see you back on the Survivor screen. You are a legend in your own right. So uh, always good I to see you. I thought you were going to say he was a legend in his own eyes. <laughs> in my own mind, I thought you were going to say that. Why? See, I'm here I am giving out compliments and y'all already thinking it's spicy Bricey. So do you want nice price or do you want spicy Bricey? We're going to go nice so price between. Right All right. So, uh, yeah, this was a, you know, I really think more than a game uh, really comes to mind when we think about this episode. There was a lot going into it. I was still harboring a lot of feelings about Shan going to the jury. And uh, yeah, this episode really delivered. Uh, What were your overarching thoughts of the episode, Jack? 
I thought it was a really solid episode. Like you said, it showed the elements of the, uh, the of the survivor of the game that were more than a game. Uh, and I think the conversation that surrounded that throughout the episode was really dynamic and really complex and, and kind of gave it gave what it was supposed to give. Oh, and then going into the episode, I heard these ramblings of this twist because I think in the preview last week it said, "Oh, there's a there's a big twist, like a do or die twist." Um, I was worried that that was going to be something that. You know, sometimes Survivor messes it up with some of the twists, but I actually like this twist um, a decent bit. I think it helped the episode overall. Now, had Deshaun gone home because of it, I don't know how it would have felt, but it, I like the fact that players were given the information and then they could opt in or they could opt out and, and they could analyze that risk. And we'll get, I guess we'll get to talking about that more later, but yeah, I thought it was a good episode. <laughs> DZ, what was your overarching thoughts of the episode? I am I'm so excited about all that was portrayed tonight. Um, yeah, I, we'll get into it during this long tribal and all that people said. And even before the tribal with uh, Danny was talking about his father and these images that we're seeing, um, we haven't seen them in Survivor and we haven't seen these storylines. And this episode I'm not going to lie. I'm a, I'm a thug, but it brought me to me. I might've shed a thug, thug tear or two out here because it was, um, it was a deep episode and I'm excited to just get, get right into it. So well, props, props to props and to the producers and to the players out there and everyone who made this season possible. This is exactly what was asked for and it's playing out. And, and thank you guys from the bottom of my heart our hearts because uh, it definitely is moving but we can get into it as the episode as we break it down and I also just want to shout out everyone that is on YouTube we see you I feel like we are gathering our own little movement we be in the comments so we appreciate you guys and if you are listening you know make sure you subscribe to the Purple Pants podcast we're available on Apple Podcasts Spotify Podcasts wherever it is that you get your podcasts from hit that subscribe button and you can watch us on YouTube Bryce Isaiah Hit the subscribe button, write a review, start a chat in the comments, and we'll be up in there. But listen, Wendell, let's let's break it on down. And you can see my eyes, they a little red, cause baby boy, I'm not a thug. Uh but so, so why are they red? <laughs> yeah, why they red? You're not shedding thug allergies. I, I'm not a thug. I cry. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought they were read from something else. Let me take a little sip. Let me wet the whistle and oh. then we'll get right into it. Shit, I should wet the whistle. Oh. <laughs> Jack be having like the most random stuff I on got the floor. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> 66%. Yeah. Jack gonna be floating by the end of this oh. time. Jack, let me I smell it. Gonna, I've had this for like a year. Yeah, hold on. Oh, I just yeah, I want to smell, smell it too. I mean, hold up. Oh, not open it with your shirt. Ooh, ooh. My hands are a little slippery. <laughs> oh, from what? Just I'm sweating because I'm so nervous. Get a get a whiff. I smell almost like peppermint. Mm, I'm smelling like Wendell's socks. Oh, 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 oh. pepperminty oh. socks. I don't know what Wendell's. Ooh. Oh, we out here. Ooh. All right. Bryce, what you wetting the whistle with? Uh, the water that I spray with my plants. <laughs> it's giving musty. <laughs> it is. <laughs> How long has that water been in that bottle? It's been in there for a little minute. All right. We're getting right to it. 
We come back from this devastating loss that the pod took last week. We got hit hard. Our girl Shan was eliminated. And not only were we affected, but also Liana was kind of affected. And she comes back to camp. She's upset with Danny and Deshaun. She's letting them know. She's letting them hear it. (laughs) And they're trying to deflect. They're like, oh, this was Ricard's plan. Um, She's just upset. And um, we have uh, Xander back at camp saying, whoa, did we just move from the bottom to the top? And uh, because those those kind of solo players were able to make a, a, a power move against what was the strongest player in the camp out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I guess we'll start with like what Deshaun, how Deshaun and Danny handled Liliana uh, pushback. Obviously, it's never good to go back to camp and be openly pissed off, but I honestly kind of understand where Liana's coming from. I think her point that it was a little bit too early is is a very fair point. Now, I love that Deshaun and Danny decided to make a move, but I think for the sake of that camp out alliance, it makes sense to take out, you know, one more person. Get out a, a Xander and Erica and then turn on yourselves. Uh, also, I just think like they're shirking of responsibility when Liana comes to them. It's like, come on guys. Like you said that you guys lost the numbers. So, and so, but you still have four. You still had half of the game. Like take some ownership. Say you wanted to make a move. You felt like this was the right time. Take that ownership and say like, Hey, Liana, like this was the move we thought we had to make. Like we know how close you are with, uh, with Shan. Didn't think it made sense to tell you let's regroup and move forward. But I just felt like it was such a, such a, uh, what's the word? It's such a a cop out to just say like, oh well, this was Ricard's move. Like we were just there. Like I, I don't know what you guys thought about that, but I just thought it was kind of a cop out. I, I thought it was interesting because I felt like the move that they wanted to pull on Shan, they pulled on Liana. And what I also thought was interesting when they were talking was that I thought there would be way more pushback on Liana in the sense that you told Shan the plan. But that didn't come up at all. So I, it was interesting just to see them kind of like push it all on Ricard and uh, Liana just being rightfully upset as she should. And it really just kind of like, I feel like in that conversation when we see Xander uh, talking about how he is uh, one of the, we've seen Xander the most confident we've ever seen him this season. Uh, but it really kind of just showed that I was like, wow, Liana for me is at the bottom at this point. Um, it just really illuminated that to me in that conversation with them. So I was like, oh, I hope that she can do something this episode to kind of change her position or get a better footing. And to just uh, piggyback on you, when you say the move that they tried to pull on Chan, they pulled on Liana. I think you're meaning in, hey, if we vote out this person's ally, they got nowhere to go. They're going to come back to us. And right. th- that's pretty much what we saw. She was she was mad at them. She let them hear it. But at no. the end of the day. Um, we see she she kind of gets back with them because where else is she going to go? That's right. Yeah. So next morning we have Deshaun and Ricard talking. Ricard. Well, we also oh, also I think it's important before we go into Deshaun and Ricard talking. Deshaun had a little episode. I wouldn't say episode, but you know he went back to camp and basically was upset that Shan had called him a snake and that. Ricard was like, you know, I'll give you a million dollars. And when I first was watching it, I'm like, what is, baby boy, what are you doing? 
And I, I, I got what he was trying to do was basically saying, like, she's calling me a snake, but you're her closest ally. Uh, however, it just as a viewer, it did not come off that way. Um, and I'm sure the people at camp, it didn't come off that way. Uh, but the next day, then they go and have this conversation. It's almost like he put a spotlight on her calling him a snake and when he could have just like, like, yeah. Took that one on the chin and just kept it moving. Like, or right, just highlight the fact that she said, Ricard gonna get a million dollars. Don't even bring me into it. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. I, I agree with you exactly what you said there, Bryce. Because if I'm Ricard, I'm not gonna be that happy that Chance said she wants to give me a million dollars because that's just gonna put a target on my back. Although, I don't, I agree. I don't think this was a great showing from Deshaun, but I think it is kind of another reason that I'm such a fan of his is I think he has that perfect balance of like, he has a great perception of the game. He's very strategic, but he also has that emotional element that comes out sometimes. And I think it, not to skip forward, but I think when I thought about this scene, watching Tribal helped me reflect back and really understand where he's coming from. Because to me, it feels like Deshaun was having such a conflict with himself, whether it's it's game or loyalty, like the last episode. Uh, you know, I had to drop the title. Like it's whether he's he's weighing in that debate between game and loyalty. And he does what he thinks is right and, and makes that, that pick of playing the game and taking out Shan, who he cares deeply for. And then she immediately is like, oh, well, you're a snake. Like, I think that probably really hurt him that she couldn't respect that decision. Uh, but, you know, given the conversation that happens later in that tribal, I do think that hopefully the fences will be mended. But I, I do understand why in that moment he, his, his head was probably kind of in a blunder and he probably just reacted a little bit emotionally. I think uh, I think it's so important and so valuable that they're showing this this conflict of his mm-hmm. and another storyline that we don't always see. And it is this this battle, this mental battle, this anguish that he has to go through. We see this man crying because he's like, man, I I am a man of my people and I want this beautiful alliance to continue. But my goodness, one of my people is the the biggest one in front of me. So we actually really, really see it. It's really palpable in the in tribal. So we will get to that. Kudos to Survivor in the sense of I love the fact that Deshaun has these personalities. Um, and I love the fact that, you know, we see him get like loud at times. However, what I find so different, and I think, again, some of the things that we ask for CBS is that like, you need to show us uh, people more complexity Mm -hmm. and for us to be able to see Deshaun kind of upset at night. And normally that's all we would get to see. And then we'd be like, Oh, the angry black guy. But then we get to see him in the morning and we get to see him talking process, about, process yeah. it. And I like for me that it, that's just the world because it's like, yes, we are so complex. We're so like one scene does not define us. And I just love the fact that we are actually getting the opportunity, not just us, but millions of people getting the opportunity just to see the different sides and that, yes, I might be angry, but I can come back and I can apologize and I can own my ish. And I think that that's so important to see. We're seeing that he's a human. Mm-hmm. We're not seeing a, a one-sided picture of him. We're seeing th- that he has inner battles. We're seeing him being great socially. We're seeing him being not so great socially. We're seeing the ups and downs. It's literally all we ask for. Just show a whole picture and it's, it's beautiful to see. Like Deshaun brought many people to tears tonight look at look at twitter you know so uh we will continue on if we can but man oh man like there was so much to this episode 
Again, we tip our hats to the editors. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganello. all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Next morning, we get Deshaun and Ricard talking. Ricard says, your energy seems all over the place. And uh, Deshaun, again, echoes like he wonders why he was called the snake, right? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Help me out with this one, guys. I mean, I think you hit the the nail on the head where Deshaun is kind of just, Deshaun was all over the place. And then I think he says something along the lines of, look, like I had time to sit back and reflect. And he was just frustrated that, you know, Ricard who a kind of planted in their heads that Shan did turn on them in a sense, Ricard or Deshaun felt justified in turning on her. And then all of a sudden Ricard is getting her praise and he's getting, you know, her, her grievances as she leaves tribal. I think, like I said earlier, I think that was really hard for him to process, but he took the night to process it. And then in the morning he's like, all right, like I'm cool. I'm back to Zen Deshaun. Like let's play the game. We're good to go. So like in like you guys were saying, it's it's good that they show that because it does paint that more complex picture that I think pretty much anybody uh, who's a multifaceted human is going to go through in the in the game of Survivor. So, yeah. All right, uh, Bryce. Anything, or shall we continue this next important conversation? No, we can go into the next important conversation. Deshaun and Liana, they have their time to speak, and he he says to her, he'll never write her name down. Don't even tell me how to spell your name. And the look on his face, man, from from my perspective, I'm like, with this little smile and him saying that, like, it looks like he's trying to game her a little bit. And we get a confessional from Liana saying that she doesn't buy it, and um, she she still calls what he did a snake move and all of that. So, you guys have any thoughts on this interaction? <laughs> I mean, I thought, you know, Deshaun was trying to save face, but, you know, giving the what we see of Liana, like I knew she wasn't going to buy that or go for it. However, she is stuck in a position where all she has at this point are Danny and Deshaun. And so it somewhat limits her in that ability of like, you know, her being in the camp out and it is great. Mm-hmm. However, it, she didn't necessarily branch out as much as she could have. And so she's kind of just left at this pivotal point to be like, I'm mad at you. You a snake. And if I get a chance to take your head off, 
I will. And I thought maybe more in the episode, we might be able to see her go to Erica or somebody, but we didn't really get to see that. So I, it leads me to believe that she just, I don't, I don't know. What do you, what do you think of that? I, I just, I, I don't think Deshaun was even necessarily lying. Cause if I'm Deshaun one, you, you know, he does generally want to, work with his fellow black players. So he does feel that, that loyalty to Liana in a sense, not to say he didn't betray her, but also he just thinks he could beat her. So I can tell you, I'm never going to write your name down, but that's because I want to take you to the end, whether you want to come with me or not. So it's not necessarily a lie, but it's not necessarily him being like an unwaveringly loyal. It's just like, you know, like I would tell her, I would say like, what's up, Heather? I'm not, I'm not going to write your name down. Like, Let's let's get to that together. <laughs> so I, yeah, I don't it makes think sense. He's lying. It makes yeah. sense on his behalf to um first first of all, they just burned her. Second second of all, he predicted like if he's gonna burn one of these people, they're gonna come back. They don't have anywhere to go. She came back. And um one thing about Liana is you can read everything on her face. Mm-hmm. And like her poker face isn't isn't the greatest in the world because like as I was watching, I'm like, man, it's clear that she doesn't buy it. We get the confessional that she doesn't buy it. But where is she to go? And a pro tip for you guys to play Survivor in the future. Definitely continue to talk and open up avenues with everybody on the beach every single day. Make sure you check in with people. Make sure you keep those lines of communication open. I got burned by it because I got voted out as the merge boot on Winners at War. But this is... Don't do that. See, Bryce, don't even do that, Bryce, because I didn't even say anything about Kagayan. But uh, pro tip, yeah, make sure you talk to everybody on the beach. But then we get into a, um, then we have a commercial. And some people call this the most exciting moment in the, maybe all of Survivor, because we see your baby boy in commercial. Hey, they had a circle commercial? <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> Yeah. Now we see the baby. What's up? What's up? We yes. see baby boy Wendy in the commercial playing my little puzzle. I mean, it was only about 2.5, maybe three seconds, but I'm doing a little puzzle. I got my hands up. That's when uh, probes didn't see me when I finished the puzzle. I was first. Say, yeah, yeah. It was a bad, it was a bad day for me in survivor, but I was able to squeak through that vote and they had a little clip of me winning at the end. So. What was that like seeing yourself on such a historic episode to see yourself like kind of interplaced in something like that? What was that feeling like? I, I didn't know that this was going to be such a historic episode. So watching it, right then and there I was I was getting all these text messages people yeah. were DMing me and people were like putting me on their Instagram why are like, you so oh, giddy man. right now <laughs> okay you made me more I did it again I was, I was a little like time survivor player yo mom, mom Dukes mom Dukes texted me when senior called me uh, <laughs> I'm like yeah your boy's famous you know you know how we do I was a little hype but um yeah, I was famous for 2.5 seconds, but it was cool. And so it was fun. It was fun to see me. But now looking back at it after seeing the whole episode, mm-hmm. I was like, man, um, just very appreciative. Very, very like appreciative and excited for the future of Survivor. And um, I, it, I was going to take one second to, to like to make this about me and say that 
I have been very critical of my season 40 edit, but um, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about my edit anymore because the way I see it, it's about if, if you're, if something happens to you, you do something to make the future better for those that come after you. And I think that a lot of us worked very hard last summer to make the future of survivor a lot better for everybody. It's not, it's not just better for a particular person. It's better for the country because now everyone gets to see these full pictures of people that don't necessarily look like them or people that they might not see on a daily basis. So I am so thankful for um, what might've been a blind spot of the editors or what have you during my edit for them to understand my perspective and other people's perspectives and actively change things. They came to us. They said that they would change it. But tonight I cried my thug tears numerous times because I actually saw the change. And so I'm going to put to bed any of my, you know, unhappiness about my edit because the future is much brighter and we're going to see these incredible stories storylines going forward not just on survivor but on big brother and on cbs's shows so again i think i think i thank them for it absolutely and i think um even in talking about that we get to see danny and danny goes to Deshaun today and he's like it's a bad day for him today. You know, 25 years ago, he lost his dad in a car accident. And, you know, he went through the range of emotions of like, you know, how he was, he felt abandoned, how he was mad and all of like, and, you know, and for me, that's when my tears started uh, to get a little emotional because here I am thinking like, wow, look at this again on Survivor. We are seeing a like strong black man. Um, and normally in the media, they're not portrayed to be in this way and we get to see him be vulnerable. We get to see him be emotional. We get to see him process and we get to see him grow. Like it's such a full circle. And for me, just as like to see a player like Danny, you don't, we don't normally get those type of edits. And so it was just mind blowing um, for him to just talk so openly um, and to be vulnerable. Being vulnerable is not something that is easy um, and something that I try to share with on my podcast. I try to be as vulnerable as I can to let other people know that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be emotional. It's okay to be sad. It's okay. to all of these things. And so I just love seeing it on Survivor and especially coming through the lens of a black man, something that millions of young brown boys can look up to and see. I think that it's just so amazing. Bryce, when we think of like the media portrayal of black men, and black fatherless men in America, we don't see these storylines. And all season, we've seen Danny be like the most composed. He's, he's such a humble giant. He's been yeah. the most composed. He's picked people up. He's helped people. He's shown love. He's shown these emotions. He's competed hard. Tonight, he won immunity. We've seen so much of this man. And we don't get this imagery in these uh, fatherless black men. So it, it, it was, it was very powerful to hear him talk about his father, to watch him grapple with it and say how he was upset. And now this time has allowed him this, this time on the Island has allowed him clarity to 
forgive himself. And now he wants to live his life to make his father proud. And this is just another one of those storylines that we don't see. And it's very important to show because there are so many reasons um, why black men don't have fathers and so many reasons. And for him to be this wildly successful story and to show it and live it on Survivor after a successful NFL career, it's uh, it's incredible. And that's just another nod to the editors for this. Yeah, this it was, episode it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, and for me. Also, because we getting down to the end. And I'm like, you know, it's it's humanizing Danny a little bit. And I, you know, I, I I've got my eyes out on like my proposed winner picks. And for me, if y'all asking me in this edit, the two people that I felt like I got to see more of in in a winner as the essence, <laughs> essence with an essence, essence in a winner's essence is Xander. Mm. In the sense that I got like Xander's always been at the bottom, always fighting. Oh, like, but you know, we got to see a confident Xander. We got to see a Xander that it was like people were talking gameplay to him, and he was like at the well, like, oh, okay. <laughs> and in the yeah. confessional, he was like, I ain't going, I ain't going with, like, you know what I mean? It was just like, yes, yeah. I, this is the Xander that I wanted to see. Like, so I was here for that. And for me, it was Danny. Danny, yeah. In yeah. the sense of like, this this man has had a flawless game. The fact that he has been so low key, he's a former NFL player. None of them suspected. He's lifting people up. He's showing emotions. You know, he's in it's like he he in a tough pickle. And, <laughs> and he's not even sweating. Like, you know what I mean? Like the, the target is just not even him. When we hear the other alliance talk about people. They talking Liana and Deshaun. So yeah. for me, I'm like, it's Zaddy or it's Zaddy. And when you say that about Xander, and I wasn't even thinking this, but Xander is invited to the cookout. And what I mean by that, oh, he invited is to my cookout <laughs> after he showed his ally. He, well, he's invited to he's invited to Bryce's cookout. He's invited to all cookouts. After he showed his allyship, plus one. <laughs> After our boy Xander showed his allyship in tribal council, which we will get to, and explained his privilege, which we will get to, then we got this another incredible um, moment from Danny when he talks about having allies and the importance of allyship. So, Zan, you're absolutely right, Bryce. Like Xander can win this thing, and if 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 all the camp out ends up on the jury, he might have a few votes right there. He got a vote right here. <laughs> He's invited to the cookout. Anyway, so we get into our challenge, right? Yeah. Yes. And this challenge, I actually participated in this challenge on Ghost Island. Oh. And this was the day after the family loved ones visit. Senior comes out. Sebastian wins picks me, Dom, and Donathan to go on this reward with our family and loved ones. And Probe says, one of you can go to Ghost Island to gain an advantage in the challenge tomorrow. Oh, yeah. If, if you know. forego going on this reward with your, with your family, Senior looks at me like, 
man, if you don't get, <laughs> if you don't go get this money. So I'm like, I'll go. Um, the people that were left out were pretty upset with me, but, um, I ended up going to ghost Island, getting an advantage, which was, I got to practice this game on ghost Island. And the next day in the challenge, if my ball was to drop, I get a second shot at it. Oh, so balls. Oh, two, ding. <laughs> oh, so, so like Jeff. So, <laughs> so I know about this challenge, but if I can explain this challenge to the viewers, basically what it is, you have two sticks in your hand and a third stick in between and a ball sitting on the stick. Guys, find something and hold it up with two sticks. Anything that you can find. Hold it up with two sticks. How wide are we trying to go? Because I'm oh. trying to keep this even. Oh, that's right. Okay. Just pick, that pick anything. Bryce, what's in between? Is that a lotion? It's a mo- it's a daily moisturizer. Daily moisturizer. You need it for your breath. <laughs> so, so basically, you're holding these two oh, sticks. Not the uh, AirPod case I got you for Christmas. <laughs> I got I got two AirPods because I lost one and then I found it. But anyway, you're holding these sticks, Xander. You're you're, you're oh, late. Ooh, to the Xander party. is not here. <laughs> Xander is at my cookout. Jack, you're late to the party. So and then <laughs> what? So For those of you watching, I got a Jaguars bobblehead. Oh, <laughs> Jack Damn is it. out of it. All right. Jack is I, out of the chat. I got a second ball though. <laughs> he got a second ball. So Jack, you're back into it. But right. basically, for those of you listening. We are trying to recreate this challenge. Uh, Bryce has right. moisturizer, a uh, plant spray bottle, and some Clorox cleanup wipes. I got a, I got a story behind all these items. What you got? So what you got in hand? On the on here on the right hand, I got a uh, Jaguars bobblehead that the team sent me for repping them on the circle. Uh, in the left hand, I got the Geek Chic Quiz winner trophy that I won <laughs> for trivia in the circle. Geek. I answered a question about uh, Uranus. Oh. Uh, oh. Some people would pronounce it differently. <laughs> I know Bryce would. Uh, <laughs> in the middle, uh, so I was in LA this summer and I went to my favorite bar. And this was a little late in the night, so I was already a little bit inebriated, and it was closed. But it was like a Friday night, so I was like, "Hey, why is this closed?" So I jump over the fence. Turns out it was a Bachelor in Paradise viewing party, and they had oh. these goodie bags with this speaker. So I took a speaker, and that's what I used as my Bluetooth speaker. So okay, window right, drops well. out. I dropped out. So you guys better not drop out. Bryce, Bryce looks like Bryce Bryce's moisturizer is like a half a centimeter wide. I got the yeah. whole speaker. All right, Jack. Jack, that might be easier for you actually. So you guys, so? in this right. in this challenge, okay. Um the first to, the first to drop out is the okay. Probes gives the option. You can sit out the challenge. That means that you will not be um part of this survivor do or die, right? If you don't sit out and you participate oh, in the challenge, then yeah, it does look like Bryce is cheating. If you not, don't, how, am I, how am I cheating? All right, all right, you better focus. If you don't sit out, you're definitely <laughs> Bryce is out of it. Jack, I mean, I, I don't you know, win. It's like a two ball Jack. I don't know if that's fair, but right, it's really I'm the winner. All right, okay, if you. you, you if you don't sit out, you have to participate in the challenge. If you participate in the challenge and you're the first one to drop your ball, then you have to participate in the survivor do or die. You have to go to tribal council and play a game. And if you lose that game, 
you're going home. Yeah. What do we think of this twist? Up front, I love that they, and I think I said this at the start of the episode. I don't know if we were recording it or not. I just They're like transparent, that. transparent, right? Yeah, I like the transparency. That's my biggest issue with any sort of advantage. That was my issue with the original, you know, Final Four fire making uh, in season season thirty five. They basically lay out the full circumstances of this 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 uh, twist and allow you as a player to make a decision for yourself whether you want to take a risk or not. So uh, even though the whole do or die thing, it's a little bit weird. Had someone gone home because of a do or die. I'd sort of be sitting there like, hmm, like that doesn't really feel right. But they acknowledged the risk. They acknowledged the risk and they took the risk. So, I mean, it's fair. Like it's a Assumption fair risk, right? Yeah, you assume yeah. the risk. If you, you can, you, you know the risk and you can choose it or you don't have to choose it. Yeah. That sounds fair. Right. And it seemed like they were trying to be very transparent in this episode, which I'll get to at the end with the, with the, the actual uh, do or die challenge. Cause Jeff reveals them, but, um, so, Bryce, anything about this twist? Um, yeah, I'm with Liana. I'm going to sit my behind home and I'm not doing or dying. Right. So Liana basically said that she has not been the challenge beast. So she was going to sit down and, and same with Heather. So they sat out of it, which means that they are not <laughs> up for the doer. Go ahead. I, I just liked how at Tribals, they were talking about it. Heather was like, the only people I was better than are on the jury. <laughs> and I was like, Heather, what are you doing? A1, right. A1 jury management, my lady. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not sure how this is going with this season. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But so, yeah, anyways. We get to the challenge. And for, for me, when I did it on Ghost Island, I was not good at it. I think when Malcolm Freeberg did it, he had like a twitch or he had a shaky hand. He wasn't good at it. I don't think I have a twitch or a shaky hand, but this is not an easy challenge. That's all I'm saying. I dropped my ball twice. I, I outlasted a few of the other castaways, but I had a freaking advantage and it, I still didn't win. This is not. An well, yeah, easy- this is the sort of challenge, especially having an advantage. It's like, look, if you drop the ball, when you're already out here and then you just put a new ball on, you're probably going to drop it pretty soon. It's not like you get to restart from the top, but yeah, yeah. it's not it's something not easy. Yeah. Challenge. Probably a good challenge that I would do. Cause I don't drop the balls, but what oh, I know is what I noticed about, Oh, you're a sick, sick man. Editors, no. please. No, what I was noticing <laughs> about Danny was Danny had the, the up the car did that too for a little bit and then we, switched we, back. Yeah. Yeah. Working so, all the muscle groups. Yeah. So Danny had the below grip. Ricard and Xander had the above grip. Well, but, uh, uh, so first, what I was saying is Ricard at one point did the under grip in the middle. Uh, and then at the end he switched back. So he okay. was he was getting he was getting the the all triceps right. and the the biceps. Uh, the the biceps and the he had to work. He, he was working all all muscles in the yeah. arms. He he wanted to have a full workout. So yeah. Deshaun is out first early, really quickly. So that means he's going to be in the do or die um, first thing ever tonight at yeah. Tribal Council. He sits out. He he kind of like has a scowl on his face. Understandably, he's pissed. Um, then we have Danny, Erica, Ricardo, and Xander left. Erica drops, and we hear 
Probst talking about the wind picking up. So that's going to make this challenge a lot more difficult. And that's when I noticed the, th- the different grips. We had Danny with the below grip. We had Ricardo Xander with the above grip. I guess Ricardo has switched back and forth, you mm-hmm. know, but ultimately um, Xander and Ricard drop. Yeah, and when Xander drops, I was, you know, just being a loyal watcher of the viewer, but I was like, does his underwear have belt buckles? I I can't be the only person that I can't be the only person that no, I'm no, I'm not, I'm not even trying to be funny. Jack, just let him talk, Jack. Just let him I just I noticed I was like, oh, it looks like his uh like his under like the your it just looked like they had bot like it looked like they had belt loops on it. And I was like, oh, I don't know if that's a thing. Like if you're a surfer or something, do you I, I don't know. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. And so nice observation, Brian. <laughs> yes. I'm just doing my <laughs> Danny wins immunity and it's it's great. And we uh wow, where was I? Oh, we get a Ricard confessional. Um he says the person who was going to go home tonight Deshaun is the victim of the do or die twist mm. and essentially hopefully he 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 dies not dies but like a, hopefully goes he home. goes home tonight and so as viewers were kind of thinking all right what is this game or wh- what's going to happen at tribal is this man going to go home is it going to be easy and then um we get a commercial after commercial Deshaun comes back and he said basically he had a huge target from Shan previously. So this wasn't terrible. At least he has this potential out. Uh, Deshaun and Danny get to talking about, they get to talking about that. And then Danny tells him, Hey, look, I literally was just talking about my pop last night and think and, and thinking and changing my, my viewpoint on him. And then all of a sudden the next day he wins. And I think that, there, I think there's something to it. I think that, you know, he, he, I think his dad was looking down on him. I think his dad helped him out. A thousand and percent. yeah. And there is something, in, like, there's something in you when you, when you change your, your patterns or your behavior, or when you change something in you, things actually do happen. And so I think that that's what happened with our boy, Danny. I think his pop held him down. Yeah. A thousand percent. And I I love this part of the episode is where people start to kind of they Danny and Deshaun are like, you know, what it needs to be Ricard. And for me, I felt like. Danny had a better wherewithal. Mm. Of the game in the sense of like what, like. I, I there is no way that I thought Xander would go with that move. Wait, did I say it wrong? No, nah, you good. Did I say no, it wrong? You good. Yeah. You so, maybe maybe actually Noah all would have worked better. <laughs> a werewolf all of the game. I thought Danny, a knowledge or awareness or a Noah all. Isn't it okay? You know what? I don't got time for the almanac. I just <laughs> <The> thought. <laughs> I thought Danny had a a better understanding because, or maybe he thinks that him and Xander are close because me. Oh, <laughs> where did you go? <laughs> Sorry. Went to grab his almanac. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought Danny wouldn't. From at least the edit that I see, I thought Danny would have known 
that that information I would not bring to, to Xander. That information I would bring to to Erica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean Xander at this point, it feels like once Ricard goes, he goes. So right. Xander really wants to keep Ricard. Uh, and I agree. I mean, I think at this They've point, had their moments though. Danny and have, Xander have had their moments. So, and I th- and Danny is like literally anything. He, he the the man is smooth, and like these people and and these conversations, he has a way about um, getting through to people. And maybe he thought, you know, this was another. He he him and Xander were close, so maybe he thought, all right, Xander's my man. Aside from my camp out or aside from my mm. people, Xander's my man, mm. so I can have this conversation with him. And also, like Danny's safe. Uh, Deshaun can't be voted out. You know, he might die. Or, well, yeah. that's how it yeah. ties. He might draw, he might get the, he, he might go home, but right. he can't be voted out. So, really, it's like it's either Liana or you have to go pitch to the other side. Like, if you pitch to the other side, what are they going to do? They can't change the votes to Danny. They, they can't change the vote to Deshaun. They can't change the vote to you. So, it's kind of like if you feel decent with Danny, you might as well go throw it out to him, which I'm not mad at. Um, Again, I just feel like this was a missed opportunity for Danny and Deshaun because had they built a better relationship with Erica from the sort of have no, I mean, no, Erica felt like Erica has been on the outs. And so it's not like she felt like she had an in with any of them. But again, like what Wendell was saying earlier, if you're playing survivor, make sure you keep the lines of communication open. And I feel like if they would have maybe possibly kept the lines of communication with Erica open, it would have just given them another avenue. But I don't know if they had the know-it-all thing to know that the campout would implode and that like they would lose their power. But again, this shift always happens on Survivor. But the, I think I think Erica would have preferred to get Ricard out. That's, so what I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but Danny and Deshaun did communicate with her a little bit. But I, I'm saying they they just didn't bring her in. I don't know. They they just you said if they had if they had managed their connection better, then she would have been more able to like right. come on board with them. Okay. Come on board with them. Okay, fair. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no of all. <laughs> so <laughs> right now, there's probably the survivor no no of all's recording right now. <laughs> That's what somebody said. We should change the name to this podcast too. <laughs> the survivor no of all's. All right. Um, so. So at, at one point we get Xander asking Danny, what's the alternative, Liana? And he's in that conversation kind of acting like he's going along with this Ricard thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Erica talking to Xander. Do we you, take- I also feel like in that conversation and maybe, maybe Danny played it right, but I also felt like in that conversation, Danny should have said, I'm open to it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Wait, what did you know he say? What? All right, I'm what just did, no, 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 Bryce. What did he say? He said, "No, I don't think that's a good decision." Okay, I think I don't disagree. But then, when he does say that, he has to reach a point where eventually he vote. He's he doesn't want to vote Liana out, so he eventually would have to say, "Go back to Xander and say, hey, I actually think we got to do a card," or you'd just be lying to Xander. And right, I'm just saying in that moment, if you're going to Xander saying like, "Hey, this is the plan I want to go with." And Xander says, okay, well, what's another option? And like, just kind what, of lead just him go on with the conversation, yeah, but you yeah. just going to Xander and being like, no, I don't want to do that. Do this. Like, 
who is going to think that Xander's going to go with that? But y'all could just say, okay. No, that's fair. That's fair. It's not very, like, uh, agreeable or adaptable of Danny. All right, Wendell, can't say you. Ultimately, we get this... <laughs> We get this confessional from Erica that she is like the swing boat and it could be someone that's a big threat. Um, she she says, um, I'm the swing boat. People at home say it's so obvious she needs to take out the biggest threat. But loyalty is so important. And right now, I think I think a lot of us after that move last week, Ricard is a huge threat. But also she has these her people that she can work with or she can work with the remaining of the cookout, I'm sorry, the camp out and, but she's not, they're not loyal to her. So they could clip her at any moment. So we have this confessional before tribal. So that's the last confessional we get. We don't know what's going to happen. Shall we, shall we move on to tribal? Sure. So we get, we get to tribal at 835 PM, which means we have a solid 25 minutes. If my math is correct of tribal. We know something's about to go on. Yeah. I was watching it pre pre recorded a little bit. So I was behind, but I knew it was gonna be a long tribal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's when Liana and Heather say that they weren't, they aren't the immunity beasts. So that's why they sat out. That's when Xander says we can't rely only on relationships. We need to gamble a little with, like because we needed to gamble a little. There are these twists. There are these advantages. Um, Danny says, Deshaun is my friend, but you got to put your name on it. Basically saying that like he, he, he needed to own his move and it seemed like he was wavering a little bit. Bryce, what does put your name on it mean to you? Ding. <laughs> and okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm missing the innuendo. But Bryce? I'll yes. figure it out. <laughs> okay. So then we get then we get a real uh this is one of our like another one of our moments. We get Deshaun talking about his integrity, talking about the people that fought for him to be there. Um a lot of minority players put in the work to diversify this cast. I want to represent um this cast as best as possible. He starts crying. Um, he looks at Chan. He says, that's my sister. Um, the, the gameplay and morals are intersecting and there's so much extra baggage that, uh, black players have to bring into the game. And it was the hardest and toughest decision he had to ever do to vote Chan out of the game. Very emotional confessional. We're again, seeing his mind, mind frame. And it's, it's a, uh, you're seeing him truly grapple with things right in front of your eyes and as viewers we can kind of understand it and that's one of these human moments that I I think people I think it's good that they portray it because people that non-black people I think can start to understand or start to to feel his his dilemma and uh, this is not something that we usually see yeah no not at all and it's more than a game and i think that you know a part of us you know the campaign for diversity you know trying to explain to people what it's like when you're the only black person out there and that like the game has started before the game and and it's more than that and i think that it just was very eloquently put tonight and just you know thinking about all of the work that we did during the, the diversity campaign it just is um 
really uh, humbling to see it play out. And it was really humbling to hear Deshaun say like all of the work that the other former survivors have put in. And I don't know why, like for me, that just really like hit me in that moment that like he's talking about us. He's talking about what we did. And I don't know why I never imagined seeing it in that form, if that makes sense. But just like, you know, to know that he's like his he's weighing on like, you know, just to know that it's weighing on his heart that like essentially like we put our I don't want to say our next on the line, but, you know, we we spoke out. Uh, who knows how it was going to go? Um, and yeah, like Jamal said in like his his Rob has a podcast interview like, you know, we crawled so that like y'all can play the game so that you don't have to like, you know, you just out here playing this game. It's what we wanted to see. We wanted to see these diverse things. And it's just like, just really humbling and touching just to see that. And I would probably say the first time in my long history of watching Survivor that like, you know, during this whole conversation, I was actually proud to be black and watching Survivor. Um, You know, never before have I ever really felt like, you know, an episode has got me, an episode has understood, like, the things that we are going through, the things that, like, you know, it's not just a game in a game. And a lot of the times when we say it, you hear the naysayers just say, like, oh, it's not like, you know, and it's just, like, again, diminishing what we're saying, and it's a lived experience. And for it to be so many people of color in the jury right now, you hear Liana saying, like, you know, outside of me going to a prestigious school, outside of this, outside of that, I'm still a black woman and I still get looked at and perceived a different way. And it is just humbling to be able to play this game. And we love the game. And it's not. And I was so glad when they talked about it's not about us just being this black alliance and we're just want to stay with each other. Like, no, we want to play the game. We had to vote Shan out because it's good for our game. It just was an overall humbling and uh, honored experience to watch. And uh, I'm just proud to be a part of this franchise that is able to make like changes that have real world effects. And that's what we fought for because to be able to see these people in these different dynamics um, can literally change the lives, can literally stop a black man from being killed from what we've seen last night. And I don't think that people really understand those effects of this episode tonight. So it was very powerful for me. So I just went on this tangent because nah. the spirit was moving. Yeah. yeah. I, I think you should be proud of, of, the fight that you put in, Bryce, uh, the fight that a lot of people put in, this ain't about us, but, but this, what, what they did with, with what we gave them, we were just literally honest with them. And I, w- I almost wish some of those uh, meetings were recorded because like some of us were very brutally honest and, and said the terrible things or experiences we've, we've been through. But to echo your sentiment and Jamal's sentiment, we we put in a lot of work. We want the future to just play the game. We want y'all to get out there and not, you don't have to, you don't have, we want to create a survivor where you don't have to do it for the culture. You have to just get out there and be your beautiful self and play your beautiful game. So, um, so much work was put in and now we're watching this cast and they're, they're putting in work right now, doing it for the culture and doing all these things and having to grapple with these things so that in future seasons, y'all can just get out there and play the game. Yeah. And 
ultimately we will see a, see a survivor like that. So it, it will happen. Um, and again, we had that wonderful explanation from Liana because Probst, Probst throws it right to her and she says she has to carry this blackness every day of her life. And this is something that she, she can't hide. And this is, this is just what comes with it. And there's so much that comes with just walking around being a black person every day. And, um, and if I could chime in, I yes. love how she uh, then proceeds to kind of talk about this whole situation in a more like meta standpoint saying like, you know, there, you might be sitting at home wondering like, why does, I just want to watch survivor. Why do I have to, undergo because a lot of survivors audiences just you know you're rural white american who might be watching this like what's this like i just want to watch survivor and i love how she addresses you know this is a microcosm of whatever society we're living in right now or a society where these are very real problems and these are very real people that have to negotiate these problems and deal with these problems so obviously it's going to come up come up in conversation it doesn't have to be this this whole you know negatively racially related thing it's just people navigating real issues and using this platform to talk about what's on their mind because they're people and they're thinking about it so i really appreciated how liana brought it there and then just going a little farther with what you're saying earlier about you know xander getting the invite to the cookout me watching this it's it's hard because I, I obviously I'm friends with Xander. So even if I didn't know Xander, I think I would really relate to Xander in this situation and that I want to help. I want the, the needle to be pushed forward and for things to get better for everybody, every survivor, fan, every person of every race, creed, sexuality, whatever. But because I come from a place of privilege, it's hard to feel like I have the authority to speak out on that because uh, it might not hit as hard coming from someone who hasn't experienced those trials and tribulations. So then when he struggled with that, like I've kind of struggled with that, even talking on this podcast for Danny to say like, no, like your position is so important because you're an ally and we can support and lean on you. I really felt that from Danny. Uh, and I just thought that was a great moment that, you know, like you guys said, you've been relating to the, the, the Sean and Liana and Shan, like in that moment, I really related to Xander and I appreciated, you know, what Danny had to say to him. So I just wanted to, to put that out there. Absolutely. And I think uh, what Xander said was so important. Uh, and one, I think for him to actually recognize his privilege. And I mm-hmm. think that there are so many people that are like, I, I don't have a privilege. I like, I've struggled. I, like, it's not what we're saying. And I, mm-hmm. I think that again, and I think that that's one of the things that connects us a lot of the time, Jack, is that like, you know, you are an ally. You you do a lot of things that support and uplift others. And, you know, you it, it's just it's important to have people uh, like you and Xander around. And I yeah. think that it is so important and humbling to to acknowledge the privilege and to say that, like, you know, I want to use my privilege or whatever I can to help move the needle forward. And I think that that's, again, what Danny was echoing is that like, that's how we move the needle forward. That's how we have these conversations. We have these podcasts like this. We have these friendships like this. We talk about it. Yeah. I I just thought, you know, just this tribal council, these discussions just tackled everything that's on every player's mind in such a, a, an angle that can be, uh, digested by any viewer. And I really appreciate that. Anyone who's sitting at home can relate to someone in this tribal council and understand what their part is in improving the situation for everybody. So I, that's, I, that's where I wanted to chime in, but I, I thought it was amazing. Yeah. I, I found three very, very important um, notes and we've, we've kind of touched on two of them. Um, 
in the end of this tribal council. One was obviously to the, to the viewer saying, I just want to watch survivor. I just want to enjoy this show. Liana addressed that great. And they showed it great. Uh, these, these are real elements in the real world. And these actually happen in the game. And it's something that should be shown. Yeah. Uh, the other, the other conversation was allies and allyship. And one thing for me, when I, when allyship like hit me to the core was during 2020, when we saw what happened with Ahmad Arbery and every time, every time I see one of these police brutality videos or this modern day lynching, like Ahmad Arbery, these things affect me deeply. Like, and it's not just me, it's a lot of black people. And these things are things that like, I, that can't escape my mind for days. And I truly feel like something is bringing me down. I feel dragged down. So after I saw the video of Ahmaud Arbery and I saw the, um, the posts and whatnot, I started running a lot more and just trying to raise awareness with the hashtag run with Maud. Um, and the, the day I, the day I started that, I made a video, uh, just like an honest reaction of me after running, just explaining what it's like as a black man who goes on runs and loves running. And for this guy in Georgia to just go on a run and be tracked down and killed. And I explained it like, like that could have been me running around my parents' neighborhood. And I'm trying to get to the importance of allyship. Like when I posted that video, my boy Dom, did the same thing. He went on a run. He posted that video. And like, for me to see that form of allyship, I've never ever seen a white friend of mine stick their neck out like that for me. And who somebody's cutting onions in here. And it, 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 I felt like I was seen. I was heard my boy, one of my best friends who is a very visible person who comes from a family that doesn't align with all of my political views and whatnot. He stuck his neck out for me and he was my ally at the moment. And to me, that was like allyship personified. So for Danny to speak on Xander's allyship in this episode, I was like, that's so important. Like what it does to your to your black friends it makes us, it takes that weight off of our shoulders. So um, it's so important that they show that much respect to, to Xander for saying, for explaining his privilege. And again, to add to you, to what you said about privilege, Bryce, it's not saying that people don't have these struggles. It's just privilege is the, the color of your skin, not creating those struggles in front of you. It's, um, it's, things aren't going to happen to you um, that happen to someone that is a different color skin than yours. So it's not a matter of you not having a hard life. It's literally a matter of if Jack have to worry about your race affecting you in a, in a negative way. Right. If Jack was on that run that morning in Georgia, Jack would be able to run home. If Wendell was on that run that morning in Georgia, Wendell would have been gunned down. That that's that's the privilege. So um, we talked about the the what the viewers say. We talked about allyship. Allyship is so important. So to our white listeners and I, I got texts today um, from people just saying like, hey, I'm an ally. And I'm, I'm like, I know you're an ally. I appreciate you for just saying that. Um, but then the final thing I want to say, and this is almost equally as important, is about blind spots, because we have this confessional from. Well, we have Heather is asked a question. and 
And she says that this is something she had no idea was going on. She looks at Deshaun and says, I didn't know about this burden that you have to carry. And what I want, and Bryce, I see you got a little face on, but I, what, I, what I truly want to say is this. I believe that half the country voted for Donald Trump, but I don't believe that half the country are bad people. I truly believe that people have blind spots. People, there are people that need to be shown certain things until they understand like, okay, this is really a thing. And I, I think a lot of us exist in bubbles and echo chambers and we see certain things and in giving Heather the absolute, the benefit of the doubt, this was a blind spot of hers. She didn't know she, she didn't see the game within the game. And I'm, I'm saying, I'm, I, I believe that people have these blind spots and that's why I love speaking to my friends that have different um, political views than mine. And, and we talk it through and a lot of our, our core values are the exact same. And in this case, Heather was basically saying to Deshaun, like, Hey, I, I didn't know that this happens. And thank you for opening my eyes to this. And so to those people with those blind spots, all I encourage is that you, you listen and you try to put yourself in the position of other people. Bryce, what do you have? I don't, you don't have buy anything. It. I don't want to, I, this is such a beautiful moment and I don't want to like, you know, but I believe that people have blind spots and I believe that through education and through, um, through understanding. Absolutely. My only issue, and I'm not saying this applies to anybody is that I feel like some people have purposefully blind spots and willfully willful blind willfully blindness and i think that that is also an issue and i think that's also that's something that's just like you know that that's like the person that's like i i don't see color like that like for me like that's that's a problem too because you should see color like we live in color um so that's the only thing that i will say to that um but overall like you know my heart Again, it's just very filled. And um, yeah, just, just, you know, even you talking about allyship, you know, it gets me emotional in the sense of like allyship does not just relate to race. It relates to a million things. And like, you know, with sexuality. And I feel like, you know, you and Jack are such an ally to me in the sense that like y'all are like my friends and I don't feel like I'm other. Like, I feel like I can honestly mm-hmm. be myself and like, you know, and that's allyship. And that's like, you know, something that this podcast Survivor News exudes allyship. There are so many people that watch this that, you know, maybe white, maybe black, maybe spit, like, you know, so many people straight questioning gay. And they're like, look at these dynamics of these guys. And like, you know, again, it is just the power of representation is really what it boils down to. And I think that Survivor did an amazing job tonight of showing that uh, and you know, really just presenting it, but also survivor did the thing where it's like, yeah, we gotta do like we glad all of this happened, but somebody gotta go home. <laughs> it's time for the do or die. And there's no show out there. I mean, that's why I love Survivor so much. There's no show out there that's not only such a entertaining game, but it's also you know teaching you something. You could you could take something away from it. But right, yeah. now it's time to yeah. do or die. Now like, it's like this, somebody going home. I'm yeah. like, oh. <laughs> right, it's been real, but now it's time to get real. Okay, yeah, yeah. so. So then we get the do or die. Um, Jeff pulls out three boxes. In one box is a fire symbol. Inside two boxes are skulls. And basically, if Deshaun, the the first out of the challenge, who has to do this historic do or die challenge, 
he gets to pick one box. And if it is the fire symbol, he's safe. If it is one of the two skulls, he's not safe. Mm -hmm. It's and as Xander actually points out in the episode, shout out to him. This is called the Mert. So he picks the box, uh, not like not to get out, but then Jeff presents him a option to switch the box. And this is actually called the Monty Hall problem. Uh, I'm taking game theory next quarter. This is a game theory thing. Oh. I love how they've incorporated game theory throughout the season, like the prisoner's dilemma with the with the ship's wheel. Yeah. Um, so if should I, should I explain sort of the Monty Hall problem? Right, oh, hey, baby boy. Okay. So are either of you familiar with this? No, I okay. am. Actually, we should get baby boy. No, right Jax already took it because <laughs> I'm guess. taking game theory, so I know a little bit of something. So, Bryce, are you switching the box? Or you keeping the box? I'm going to keep the box. Then you don't know the, the, the problem. So, the 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 ding, ding yourself, Bryce. So, this is a very counterintuitive sort of mathematical problem where if you're given this option, you're supposed to switch every time, uh, and the reason being so. This is kind of seen on like deal or no deal. If there's three doors, say you pick door number one, uh, they're going to show you a door with, with the, like say the non prize or with the skull, they have to show you and they know which one it is. So they're going to show you one of the other two. And if this box has, you know, the good prize, they're going to show you this one and take that one away. If this one has the, the good prize, they're going to show you this one, take that one away. So when you have the option to switch, it's basically like you're taking on the other two doors because one of them has to have the bad gotcha. thing that's going to be shown. And so if you switch, you then have a 66% chance of having the, the right one. Now, Deshaun doesn't make the switch, um, but it works out for him. So I, what can you really say? Bryce, can you explain that to us? So, yes, I can, I can explain the Pythagorean theory. Um, <laughs> A squared plus B squared. The know-it-all. <laughs> the know-it-all. So, but my thing is, I get what you're saying. They take one, they always want to show you the one, but you got a 60, 66% chance if you pick the other one, but I feel like I don't know. I just feel like no, I, that's why it's such like a, a conundrum, like a common conundrum, because it, it like your first impression is like, oh, that box is the wrong one. Now it's 50 50. It doesn't right. matter. I'm gonna go with my gut. Mm -hmm. But in reality, they have to show you one that doesn't have it. So you still have that 33 percent chance that you originally had. So you don't think that like they could have just show him the fire and be like, Deshaun, you're <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a climactic as well. But if they showed him the fire, that he can't switch boxes. But I'm saying, like, if they would have showed him the the no, because wait, yeah, if they showed him the fire, then they wouldn't have switched no box, and Jeff would have been but, like, but but they, they gave they, him two shots. They, they had home. to give him the option. That that's the Monty. They have to give right, him. Right, but we to didn't switch. know that. But we didn't know it was going to be the Monty Gonti. But then why would they show him the the fire and be like, all right, Deshaun, would you like to? Switch? No, but I'm just saying, like, oh, Jeff, well. But as soon as he shows you, then you know that it is. And then you go home. All right. You guys are confusing me. But what I appreciate is that Jeff opened that and showed us as view because this isn't all fire. This isn't all flames in here. And our conspiracy theorist, Mr. Bryce, I would I would see you saying, you know what? These were these were all skulls or this was all flames if they would have just showed whatever he picked first. So I appreciate okay. them in showing 
all three. And Deshaun, ultimately, he picked yeah. the left one. He stuck with it when Jeff gave him another shot. So my man, Deshaun, is safe. Everyone is and shocked. If I, could, if I could tap back in real quick, too, just because I just that's like that's to think it. about like the, the like the whole theory behind this Monty Hall problem. The statistical choice. Obviously, Monty Hall? Monty Hall. Uh, Monto Williams? <laughs> like Lonzo Ball. Like, uh, but oh. Monty Hall. Okay. Uh, yeah, now you're paying uh-huh. attention. So, all right. So, now the statistical choice like straight up would have been the switch but i do think there's something to be said about like the human element of them putting because obviously you know jeff probst or whatever producer organizes those boxes has to think about hey what orders do i want to put these in i feel like a lot a lot of times when you have those three options at least for me i feel like it's never going to be the middle one so Mm. you know maybe there's something to consider with that where you know, Jeff or whoever might want to put the, the, the firebox on the side. Oh. So once Deshaun sees, hey, that other side is a skull, maybe my side's the good one. I just don't think it's going to be in the middle. So that's like something to consider because obviously humans are not purely random. It's impossible. So, oh, who's you got Monty Hall on the phone? Jeff. Hey, it's Bryce. Who? <laughs> Kagian. <laughs> what? The purple pants. Huh? Wendell friend. <laughs> oh, I know I'm talking to my friend Jack, and he's saying when y'all do the Monte Carlo, put it in the middle. Okay, all right. He said, yeah. All right. Uh, so, no, here, wait, you you want to shout me out right there, oh, Bryce? Sorry. Right. You got to tell him. Tell you got to tell, you gotta tell pros back. to get Jack on Survivor. I got to tell Jack, Jack, Jeff to get me back on, please. We'll go together. <laughs> no, we I'll won't. be your ally. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's this is my question before we uh, get it going. Yeah. Do you think they're going to bring the Monte Carlo back? This season? No, I'm just saying like in general. I, not this season, but not this season. I like, I like I said, I love the game theory stuff. I do think that um, the prisoner's dilemma you used earlier this season kind of got figured out by the players just because you could kind of communicate about it. I mean, the, the Monty Hall problem is really just a thing of chance. Like, even if you know what it is, like if I was into Sean's shoes, I would know the, the dilemma. I would pick probably the same box and then I would switch and I would have gone home. So there's not really a way to fully solve it. Um, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing it come back, but at the same time, I don't love that. I don't love when Survivor comes down to a game of chance, except for maybe rocks when a player like accepts that. Um, but I think it would have been an anticlimactic and kind of sad way for the episode to end if Deshaun just pulls a skull and goes home. Like I, that, that's not fun. So yeah. yeah, it it worked out as best it could this episode. Mm-hmm. And Survivor Survivor tests things, and you'll see things come back, and you see won't see things come back and I don't think you might see that prisoner's dilemma co- whatever I'm speaking like Bryce now it's getting late and I've been murking this wine all night anyway Ooh. I oh, don't it's time for Jack oh, to take another shot oh yeah Jack go ahead uh, <laughs> it didn't take I, you much and yeah so survivor tests I don't want out. to but I don't want to look like an alcoholic so <laughs> in this case this uh this Monte Cristo Carlo <laughs> worked out perfectly so they they might bring it ugh. Uh, how you feel about that? They might bring it back uh, because like it worked out so well, but it won't always work out like this. So. Well, right. But ultimately, so Deshaun is safe, and then we uh, get right into time. Jack, are you all right, buddy? I'm good. I'm just I'm just processing it. All right, we're gonna wrap this up really quick for you. As no, no, soon I'm as good. it's Deshaun gonna get even is- spicier now. <laughs> <laughs> 
as soon as the Sean is safe, we go right into time to vote. Mm. And so people go up and vote. People come back. As a viewer, we're wondering, we know the people that are on the chop, chopping block, we're wondering what can happen. And ultimately, the queen, this is a Liana Stan podcast as well. Little sis. Little sis, Queen Liana goes home. It's a two-third Liana Stan podcast. And you're lucky, Jack, I, we're seeing you at hearts in one week's time. And we're, we're going to... we're. It's it's a rumble, basically. Well, oh. it's, I'm saying it's a, this is a pro Zan corner. So oh. you come from my boy Xander. Well, listen, it's it's a a pro Zan. That sounds tier. like a drug. Oh. Pro Zan. Y'all are on that pro Zan. <laughs> no, so. but for real. I mean, I, I also I thought Liana was great this episode. So no no hate here. Yeah. So yeah, Liana goes home, man. What a queen. Um, should we get some some tears from Shan? She's sad. She's sad. Uh, Liana goes out like a queen. She says, I really like playing with all of you. Mm-hmm. Head held high. Mm-hmm. And uh, we see Danny tearing up a little bit. Hard to see another member of the Camp Out go. And absolutely. But I got to throw out there, extra vote was played in this vote by Xander. Oh, break it down, baby boy. So my thinking is that are, are obviously he's I'm positive. I, I asked Xander yeah. after. So he's like, oh, yeah, I, I thought it was three to four, but no, go on. Yeah, it was five because it was five to three because it was four to three. And then Jeff didn't say, you know, he, he, because when, when that deciding vote was yeah. going to come out, Jeff was like, Liana, that's four votes, Liana. I was like, hold on, Jeffrey, that doesn't add up. And he's like, next person to the jury, next person voted out. So extra vote was played by Xander. Um, Pie, obviously, pants, I think he really wanted this. Yeah, that's a purple. Well, I mean, just go watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Xander ain't supposed to be saying that. So well, Jack just thought that allegedly. Go on. If you watched the episode, you know he played the extra vote. Oh yeah, that's true, true, true. Yeah, yeah. from that. So not from Xander. Yeah, not from. I'm just saying I got the confirmation. But so obviously he really wanted to keep Ricard in, which I think Xander you know, ain't getting probably, his million. <laughs> I, I signed an NDA too, so. <laughs> so I can't say anything else. But uh, um, no, I think obviously Xander really wanted to keep her card, and you know, using that extra vote is is leverage to kind of win Erica over your side. Is all I'm gonna say. So Xander definitely seems to have wanted to keep her card. Like we said earlier in the episode, he's worried if her card goes, he goes. So now I guess now I guess now is a decent time to use it. Make sure you get Liana, who's someone who's been targeting Xander all the game. But I do see the value in. Uh, and obviously Xander holds on to his idol, but you know, at final six, that extra vote could be even more valuable because you get two other people. Now you have the majority. So I, there's, there's a lot of ways it could have gone, but question. He, what's he, more? Go ahead. Finish your I, thought. I was going to say he uses it to ensure that he gets Leon out over his ally Ricard. I think that's so smart because if you, first of all, I think an idol is more valuable than an extra vote. And if you can use your extra vote to ensure you're here the next day, that's like using an idol to ensure you're here the next day. Now he has the idol to ensure he's there another day. So I think that's actually pretty brilliant. But he knows he's there the next day. It's just a matter of whether he wanted to keep Ricard or Erica. Because basically, or, I'm sorry, Ricard or Liana. Because basically it seems like had he not kind of used that extra vote to ensure uh, 
Liana went home, he might make it to the next day with his extra vote and his idol, but then Ricard might have gone home and maybe he feels like that puts him in a worse position. Right, but he still has an idol to get through the next, like... Oh, 100%. Like, yeah, yeah if, if he plays his idol next week, he's in Final Five. If he can make it another week without playing that idol, he's guaranteed Final Four, so, you know... And what also what also is a bad move on the part of the camp out to cannibalize before you have that critical mass is now we we've watched two members of the camp out go home. And exactly. if you if you don't if you wait just wait a vote or two, then you could have still had that critical mass to be able to pick off people. But right now we're literally watching the camp out being picked out. Especially picked when out. you have a voting block of Danny and Deshaun, you could get to the final you know, seven final six and both you flip and then you're good to go. Even final five, you know, if, if it's final five, it's like the camp out and Heather, Danny and Deshaun could then make that move or vice versa. But yeah, I agree with what you're saying. You got to have that, that critical mass. Yeah. Well, I mean, one thing's for certain, two things for sure. The pot is still cooking and uh, you know, I'm excited. We see Danny next episode looking for an idol. Mm hmm. Pop's going to drop one down on him. Let's oh, hope. Okay. So let's take ding. I ain't mad at it. Uh, Sanders Zan- gonna find it. I'm not mad. I'm, I'm going to drop one down on him. <laughs> no, I'm going to drop it. Down. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you again for watching. Uh, we really appreciate it. Appreciate you at home. Make sure if you are listening, follow the Purple Pants podcast. Subscribe. Follow Bryce Isaiah on YouTube. Give this video a thumbs up. Okay. Say hello to the baby boys. Jack Atkins 21 on the Instagram. Wendell Hollow on the Instagram. Show them some love. Let them know you watched this video. And we will be back next week. But Bryce before and Wynn present. Bryce and Win present. This and, Jack present. and Jack and Hoboken. New Jersey. Yeah. Finale, December 15th. Tickets at the link in our bios. Make sure y'all join us. We have quite a few confirmed. Yeah, what do we have in store? I don't even know. Brother, we're going to release a flyer with a good amount of our guests within the next couple of days. Let's go. So let's go. So listen, y'all, we will be back with y'all soon. We appreciate the support. And you remember it's more. Why are you so up in the camera? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back soon. Make sure to buy your tickets to Price and Web Presents. What's up, Zaddy Xander? That's the absent. Bitch. Right. <laughs> we out. I am definitely so proud of this podcast, and I'm definitely proud of Survivor for taking a stance and showing the world what diversity can look like. I truly hope that someone listening to the podcast this week took something away from it and expands their horizon, expands their allyship, expands their blind spots. I truly think the episode this week of Survivor was groundbreaking and historic as well as this podcast. And so I am so grateful to each and every one of you that took the time to listen, to hear to think with an open mind. And that is the point of the Purple Pants podcast to learn, to listen, to love, to have fun, to be ratchet, to drink. I am truly so humbled and appreciated to have this platform to share something like this podcast with everyone that is listening. If you have not already, please take the time 
to show your baby boy some love and support and subscribe to the Purple Pants Podcast. Anywhere podcasts are available, you can find the Purple Pants Podcast. Hit subscribe. Write a review, give your baby boy some five stars. If you haven't already, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, Bryce Isaiah. Your baby boy trying to get to a thousand. Can you help your baby boy out? Subscribe, watch the YouTube video, give us a thumbs up, write a comment. I am so grateful for you guys. And until the next time, remember, it's more than a game because it's a it's a, it's a, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the purple pants podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back though. It's the purple pants, it's the purple pants. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.